Welcome to Japan according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to episode 120 of the podcast.、Um, a little bit longer than I expected, better than I expected as well.、Uh, some helpful information. You know, I just pulled up a list from online, talked about a few things, let you guys know what's going on、uh, around Tokyo as far as the corona situation is going. Things are opening back up.、Uh, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. But、um, just a quick update with that and then get into and some other. You know, BS in normal Akil fashion.、Um, but besides that, I think a good episode. The list at the end, I think, is going to be really, really helpful. I dropped a few gems on you、uh, in there. So give it a listen, as always, and enjoy. Yo, 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 what's going on? Welcome to episode one, <coughs> 120 of the episode. Uh, as you've heard me cough before, you're probably going to hear me cough or see me cough, depending on how you're consuming this content. Several times、uh, during this episode, I'm、uh, kind of, I don't know, the weather change or whatever has had an、uh, impact health wise on my family.、Um, a little cough bug has been going around. So,、um, to everyone, the past, like, I'd say week and a half, maybe. Um, and so it's running its course through me. I've had a bit of a cough before, but it seems like it's working my way through my system now, which is exactly why I'm drinking some red wine.、Mm. My apologies for if you're watching me, <laughs> this glass is not really classy at all. But <laughs> when it's late at night and I'm drinking by myself, I'm not digging through to find like the nice wine glasses because they're like in the.、Uh, Uh, what's that? Not a drawer, like a section of the cabinet that's like a little bit tougher for me to get to. And I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Nobody else is around. So, you know, let me just get a regular drinking glass and, you know, the wino glass. <laughs>、mm. And so,、um, yeah, so that's how I rock late at night. It's your first time actually seeing me drink wine. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be classy for you guys. Sorry. But, you know, At least I'm not drinking from the bottle, right? Well, I occasionally do that. <laughs> If it's, I'm not going to lie. If it's late at night and like, the wine bottle is almost empty, I'm like, fuck it. No, 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 nobody will know. Nobody will ever know. <laughs> Too late. All right, whatever. Anyway,、um, yeah, so because of that, again,、uh, I had like a lesson earlier today, an online lesson, and my cough, my cough was kind of bothering me a bit.、Um, so I'm going to try to limit this episode in length just so that like I don't end up like hacking up a lung, you know, in front of you guys and you guys think Akil's going to die. Oh my God. Like, no, I'm fine. Just, you know, just a little bit of a cough. So it's cool. Mm. Mm. So, okay. So, anyway, let, let's just get into things, what, what I have for today. So, the big news of the day, which, you know,、um, I'm recording this on,、uh, what the fuck is today? What the fuck is today? Ah,、um, May 21st. So, it's May 21st, and、um, the big news for the day is that、um, Osaka, the Kansai area or the Kinki area, 
is opening up. That's Osaka. That's Kyoto. Uh, so um, today they're opening up and everyone's flooding into. I was just watching the news and GI Joe. By the way, GI Joe. <laughs> I was watching GI Joe on YouTube, <laughs> getting ready for this shit. <laughs> Damn, GI Joe was a violent show. I used to watch that shit as a kid. Oh, sidebar. Like if you don't know what GI Joe is, like just you got it. Oh, and you might not know what GI Joe is, but it's a really, it's a really American show. And um, from the '80s, I used to watch it as a kid. Uh, it was fucking cool as shit. Like, um, and you know, because of this situation, the Corona situation, apparently Hasbro, the maker of the toy and the cartoon, released like a lot of episodes online. So um, they just, I randomly one that I just watched them and put it on the TV and it just popped up on my timeline now on like YouTube on, on the TV. So getting ready for here, I was just like, fuck it. Let me watch some GI Joe. And every time I watch it, I'm just astounded at how fucking violent that show is. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, damn, I used to watch this shit as a kid. Like, it's like, no joke as an adult. It's kind of like, it's like a fucking fast and furious movie. It's like the craziest action you know people jumping out of planes shooting lasers at each other beating each other up it's, it's just fucking ridiculous like <laughs> like no joke someone's getting shot at or or beat up like every like five minutes of the show but i'm like you know i used to watch this shit as a kid like i don't want my kid watching this shit <laughs> times have just changed man like because I mean, I mean, as an adult, I'm like, this shit's fucking hard. Like, damn, you know, Joe's getting it. But, um, but, you know, I'm only watching this shit myself as an adult. And it's just like half comical, half like way over the top and cool. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting, like, you know, seeing some of the shit that influenced me. And I'm just like, fuck, like no way in hell I'm letting my kid watch that. No way in hell. I'm sorry. Call me a soft parent, but it was just guns and violence and like fucking explosions and terrorism. <laughs> that's all it is. Like, you know, and patriotism. Like, that's it. You know. Mm. But hey, whatever. Anyway, so I was watching some G.I. Joe and then watching Japanese news. So yeah, the main thing is um that Japan is uh Opening back up, uh, to well, well, Kansai area. Like I said, you know, um, the main cities are Osaka and Kyoto, and, and several other in that area. Which they're, you know, they're putting out through news leaks and things like that. The Tokyo area is going to open up, probably going to open up on Monday, or they're going to announce opening on Monday, whatever the fuck, you know. Well, they kind of announced it today or yesterday. I don't know when the fuck they announced it. Um, I haven't watched the news the past few days, but. Um, so I'm guessing Monday, you know, if it leaks on the news, that's kind of the government's way of preparing the people for it. So I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. Um, it doesn't really affect me. Uh, I'm not going to go to work that first week because I'll just let you know a little bit like my, how my main job works is kind of, um, on a monthly kind of schedule basis. So, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm on paid holiday. I'll be on paid leave until they, you know, reopen everything. So that doesn't really affect my pay for a month for May that much. And uh, I mean, not enough for me to want to go dashing out into the streets, you know, like fuck that. So um, and I think the same thing goes for the first week of June as well. So I got at least like a week and a half to two weeks of leeway where I, you know, I haven't put in a schedule yet for um, um, that time because I kind of figured like for this month that 
June, everything will open up. So I put in my schedule only like I'm a freelancer basically. So I, I don't have to put in a full schedule. So I only put in like one day at the end of the month, you know, cause I kind of figured this would happen. Like things open up early in June. I'm not trying to be the first one in the door. You know, I prefer to kind of see how things shake out, get a feeling for the landscape before I kind of stick my toe back into the water. And so, um, that's kind of how I'm going to play it, especially with my family, you know, depending on other members of my family and their schedule and stuff like that. I at least want the leeway to be able to support whoever needs whatever they need me to do, at least in the beginning until things kind of settle in. So, so that's kind of how I'm, I'm playing it by ear. So it really won't affect me too much in the immediate, um, don't really know how I feel about, you know, everything opening back up. I mean yeah we'll just kind of see what happens i mean i kind of figured a month or two will close back up anyway just because the natural flow of how this thing is going let me make sure that's not okay oh, let me make sure this is recording too yep yep it is yep it is so um i don't know we'll, we'll see but again um my dire prediction from uh what um about a month ago you know or end of March. I forgot when I when I predicted, you know, body bags all over the streets of Tokyo, Japan. I'm kind of happy, really happy that didn't play out that way. Um, my fr one of my friends, we were going back and forth, and he showed me a picture of like how the Spanish plague played out, and the second wave of it was so much worse than the first wave. And I was like, God damn it! Like, don't show me that. <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna happen from now on, but. I'm just trying to be cautiously optimistic, and um, I mean, I'm not going to go out, like, having drinking parties and going all crazy, you know, taking my ass to work, taking my ass back home, keeping my ass in the house as much as possible, and encourage my family to do the same thing, um, just staying vigilant, vigilant, diligent, what the fuck am I talking about, um, you know, as, as long as possible, so I encourage you to do the same thing, um, but yeah, that's that's about that for that. Um, I, I can't get ready because I had, honestly, I had no idea what the fuck I was going to talk about tonight. Um, because there really isn't shit to talk about. Like nothing's happening. You know, everyone's just in limbo. I'm sure, you know, it's just like, okay, are we going to open? When are we going to open? What's going on? Um, so I found a, a quick article, which, you know, of course you can check the description, uh, that April travel in Japan dropped 99.9% year over year in april which is damn <laughs> damn that's a lot of people <laughs> just gone um interesting part about that for me is you know again um industries a lot of industries are just really really hurting hotel industry restaurant food service industry um airports uh you know clothing retailers fuck taxis uh in japan these are all like really really in your country, it might not be huge, especially, for example, because if, if you live in the States, Uber, things like that. But the taxi industry, you might have heard me talk about it before. It has a real monopoly on these things. Uber has been blocked from Japan. So these, like, really staple jobs in, in Japan are really just getting, like, fucking demolished. Like, you know, just, just blopped over the head, you know. Um, and... I, me personally, um, I'm thinking like I was some, talking to my family about it recently. Like it's just going to be a slow, sounds kind of fucking whatever. I'll just be real with you. Like it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a slow death for a lot of, not a lot, let me not say a lot, some businesses, you know, um, we're, uh, who aren't able to adjust to the new normal that's going to be coming. 
especially because you know the de- the demand that was seen before is just not going to be there you know just because you open some shit back up does not mean everyone's going to be like okay time in we're going to you know let's let's play some more like no um and and with again social distancing and, and like i was just saying before people wanting to stay home and and, and not really uh, willing to um not not willing or able to do live life like the way that they lived before it's really going to be interesting to see how japan handles this and how the the, um, the government different industries handle it um yeah I'm, I'm expecting again especially if a second wave comes it's it's going to be crazy speaking of which um you know the japanese government's response to the first wave is still like is becoming coming under huge criticism because you know still no abe no masks um i gotta tell you you know the the stimulus um from the japanese government i think that was approved like last month or something like that you know from like april it still has not arrived for most people the the main thing that's going on is kind kind of so japanese is um so basically, you know, I guess early this month or whatever, the government was like, okay, we're taking online applications. And um, <laughs> the problem is, like, they just weren't able to handle the online applications. And there were some mistakes with the application form and confusion. and da, da, da. So I saw on the news yesterday, like, um, one, you know, the, the, the local city offices are handling all of these stimulus um, applications and I, I forgot I want to say either 3,000 or 30,000 or 300,000 I forgot I forgot it was a three I remember that but I forgot which number it was more than 3,000 it was either 30 or 300,000 probably 300,000 would be what I would imagine um, half of them half of those uh, online applications were rejected basically because of for, for various reasons, mistakes, you know, inadequate paperwork, whatever. So pretty much a lot, uh, a lot of the prefectures are just stopping or asking people not to apply online anymore, <laughs> basically. And they're just saying, just wait for the paper application form, which will come late this month. So, you know, I mean, I'm American and, you know, I was also able to get, american stimulus check you know which came a few weeks ago which is a hell of a lot faster than the japanese one like you know and the japanese one probably won't like the paperwork might come next week and the the money itself might arrive like you know mid next month maybe that which is, you know, it's just like, that's kind of how Japan works. Like, again, that's, like I said, the process here is much more important than the result. So, you know, the process of actually going through everything, making sure everything's okay, you know, <laughs> is more important than getting people the money that needed. I'm not hurting for the money, you know, I have plans what I'm going to use it for, but but um the point is like that is kind of some of the things that hinder people i feel for the people who are you know in dire straits and actually need that fucking money like you know you know people who are really financially strapped who have been trying to hold on for like and they're probably going to keep having to hold on and by the time they get it they're just still going to be fucked you know so mm. Like I would say that that's kind of one of the things that separate things in Japan is like the process is not the pro- it's the process, not the result. So you're going to have to deal with the process of doing things here, you know, um, 
and just and just take it on the chin a lot of times like that's why i said like you know you having you know a stock of money having you know not just in in food and things like that help comes in handy when you're not like in desperate straits you can kind of deal with these type of situations um, a bit better, you know, versus like someone who's down to their last penny, who's just like, come check in the mailbox every day. Like, come on. You know, I even heard like, um, when they opened up the online registration, it just got flooded with shit and just crashed the whole system anyway. So, I mean, I kind of I figured that was, that was going to happen. So I was just like, fuck it. I told you before, I'm just waiting for the paper to come, you know, just because like, I kind of figured all this shit would happen anyway. So it's, it's what you have to deal with when you live in this country. So, um, that's kind of like a interesting development and, um, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, something else I wanted to talk about related to that. Uh, I can't really remember what else I want to, what else I want to say. There was something that was just in my head, uh, related to, I, I can't remember. Anyway, um, anyway, let, let, let's, let's just move forward, shall we? All right, so tonight, today, um, because I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about, I was just looking for an article, something to talk about, and uh, I just wanted to do something cultural. Again, um, uh, no soccer remark for me. I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm not back in my normal rhythm, so it's just I don't consume any real products outside the house. Like, I, you know, I, mostly everything I eat and consume is just, like, right here around me. So there's no real point in me, like, you know, talking about consumer products. I'm just not in that mind frame right now. So so this, I'm all you got. I'm all you got right now. Sorry, man. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> all right. But anyway, this article that, that we've got, um, 50 Japanese manners and customs. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I think like the top like 10 or 15 of them are, are pretty much the only ones that are um, interesting or, you know, I have something to contribute to. But I do encourage you to go through and look at the article. It's like 60 of them. It's, it's kind of a lot of them. Some of them overlap with stuff I've talked about before. So I'm not going to go in depth on everything. But, you know, I'll give you what I got to give you. All right. So here we go. Um. Number one is eating directly from common dishes, right? And this is kind of like table manners. I was looking at an article related to table manners, but um, I might save that for another day or just, you know, say fuck it. But um, yeah, here, here's the thing. So like if if you're not familiar with um, how Japanese people eat, I really wasn't um, before I came here. Um, if, you, if you go to like um, someone's house or house party things like that or a restaurant as well i have talked about this before um you know or a restaurant as well remember you're not gonna just order one dish like i want pasta i'm just gonna eat my pasta this is my plate don't touch my shit it's not like that you know you order several different dishes there's several it's not one main dish it's generally either one main dish and lots of side dishes or just you know an amalgamation of side dishes is kind of what you're gonna get right so Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, so the you, what you're not gonna do is have um, so one big plate. You're gonna have common dishes, as they're called in the article, which is a really good name for them. Common dishes and your own personal um, torizala, which is your dish to take stuff, right? <laughs> this is almost directly translated. Um, um, but and so pretty much what you're gonna do is take stuff from the common dish 
put it on your own personal side dish. That's what I would call it, your personal side dish, and then eat it from there. You number one, don't eat directly from the common dishes. Don't just like wolf some stuff, you know, from a common dish and shove it in your mouth and keep doing that. That's kind of rude, right? Especially when you're not around people that you know. Like I actually did that in dinner tonight. <coughs> Sorry, she told you. <clears throat> I actually did that in dinner tonight. Um, just. I, I, I was conscious of it too I was like okay I'm kind of I took two bites of it I was like I know I'm being a little bit rude right now but you know uh, fuck it <laughs> it's just like yeah, fuck it um, and mm. but a house party or something that's something I just would not do right um, put it on even if you just touch it it's, it's kind of I know it's kind of like seems like a wasted motion but it's just the, again the process of respectfully it's you know taking something from a common thing making it your own personal thing and then your own personal thing putting that in your mouth is a completely different um uh mechanism than just like wolfing down common dishes so make sure you know you do that and your people will have a better respect for your table manners you know i don't care if it's just a second you know um for me is if it's something really good as well you know two scoops of it onto your side dish and just wait like you don't want to just be like me first kind of thing. Like when you when you're eating with Japanese people, you, even if it's something like really good and you're like, "Ooh, I want the last piece," you gotta just hold on and trust me, just hold on, and, and people will love you for it. Number two, um, paying the check, and this, um, yeah, splitting the check is common amongst friends or even on a date. It's known as betsu betsu or walikan. Um Yeah, but. Um, <clears throat> but yeah it, it is kind of case by case like i will uh, but you have to be careful right with this and, and i'll tell you a story like especially with older people uh, oh yeah they talk about in business situations it's not acceptable acceptable to split the check usually the company that's selling something pays um yeah it's customary to pretend you want to pay or fight about it but uh, you shouldn't be taken seriously I would say if you're a, this does not, um, this is not the case if you're a younger person. If you're a younger person, don't even reach for your wallet. I mean, don't expect it, but just kind of like, oh, really? Just like, oh, oh really? Oh, oh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, that is kind of the way to do it. Like, just like you're surprised, like, oh, and, and look surprised and look confused. Like, oh, really? Oh, oh, oh. and humbled. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know. After that, because one time I got really scolded by an older Japanese person. Um, and after that, I kind of learned my lesson. Uh, what happened was uh, uh, one of my former students, a guy, he was a bit, you know, in the construction business, you know, really cool guy. He was he, he was he used to be like in a motorcycle gang when he was younger, but he's like chill now. He's older. I haven't talked to him in like six or seven years. Um, lost contact with him. But, you know, he for some time, he, he was kind of mentoring me at the time. And, and you're really close. We were really close. And he was my private student and things like that. And um, and now he he owns like a construction company, stuff like that, you know, has a pretty good life. And um, so I um, he took me out to like a steak place or something like that. And we ate and, you know, it was time to pay and he went to the register to pay and I followed him and I was like, you know, Oh, should I help? And then he was like, what? He's like, what did you say to me? Like in front of the staff, like I never seen him get pissed off at me like that. You know, of course he was drinking a little bit. Um, but he was like, can you pay for all this? Can you pay for all this? Do you want to pay for all this? You know? 
And I was like, because uh, it was kind of like expensive dinner. And I was just like, uh, I mean, he like um, the way I'm saying it sounds a lot more aggressive than it was. I mean, he was a little bit, he was offended, but he wasn't like, fuck you, motherfucker. It wasn't like training day or anything, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, I was kind of like, oh, no, he's like, yeah. So, you know, no, don't don't do that. Like, he was just like, don't do that. Like, you know, if, and basically what he was telling me, like, if we're talking about money, we're talking about money, like talk about money, but we're not talking about money. So don't bring the money into the, our relationship, into our conversation. We don't have a money relationship. So don't fucking talk about money with me. It's kind of what he was telling me. And, you know, um, after that, I kind of like apologized. He was like, it's okay. But just, you know, like, just remember that kind of like, you know, he's like, just don't basically like, don't do that shit again. And after that, like I made it my rule of thumb, like, in just everything in life and in business and, and, and going back to, um, if you remember that hostess bar situation, um, I, I reflected back on that after this situation as well. And it was like, you gotta let the man be the man. You know, if someone's the man in a situation, like if someone or the woman or whatever, like, you know, not discriminating, but you know, if someone's like the top person in that situation, let them be that person, you know, is kind of, something um that i would say to to remember here in japan um it's kind of a respect thing you know um like yeah hey you got it thank you so much i mean don't be like kicking back yeah man pay that shit like you know nothing like that but be respectful but allow that person to play their position and you should play your position you know knowing your position in a group here is really really important and you know i think that was I can think probably the last time I kind of made that type of mistake. And so um, you need to kind of really much think about the group dynamics um, of the situation that you're in. Are you the guest? You know, you're not, you're not expected to do anything. Are you a customer again? Are you, for example, a guest of honor, for example, or are you a junior person? Are you a senior person? Like, you know, again, if you're a senior person, you're probably expected to pay. It's an equal kind of thing. Like, th those are kind of things that, that are um, expected. You know, if it's a date, you know, some women, you know, again, um, on a date, like, I would say, Betsu Betsu or Wali Khan is kind of, um, it's a slippery slope, I would say. Because uh, as a guy, you kind of look like you're cheap if you're just running around going bets to bets on everything. If it's if it, it depends on the type of person you're with, it depends on you know how old you are. It depends on how much you know that person. If you're just hanging out with a person, I would say you might want to go half on, on on things. But if there's a possibility of being romantic with the person on a first date, you might even want to go half because the woman might not want you to f want not want to feel like she owes you something quote unquote if you know what i'm saying um for the dinner so um depending on how how you know independent she is so it's, it's a lot of different factors that go into it but for me definitely with older people you have to understand that you gotta let the man be the man be the fucking man and don't make any you know overt gestures especially like if you're going to a place you gotta think about it if someone's take especially in that situation i really embarrassed him because he took me to a place that he knows and the people that he knows so you know i kind of wasn't letting him be the man in that situation because he's introducing me to his peoples and i'm like hey let me pay and it's like what the fuck are you talking about like so just don't do that type of shit at all like it's, it's a real real faux pas all right um three pouring your own drinks yeah that's a no-no 
Mm. Mm. Definitely, you should never pour your own drinks at a party with the Japanese people at all, like ever. Especially in the the older, the more it's no. Younger people, they may might might like slide, but older people, if you're uh, hanging out with old Japanese people older than you, or you're never supposed to do that. If you here's it's easily rectifiable though. It's a little bit you know annoying, but it's a little bit rectifi- easily rectifiable. If your drink is low and no one notices it, and you want some more, grab a beer bottle and pour. Offer to pour someone else a drink. All right. Either they'll finish, hurry up and finish it, or just like, oh, thank you, and then they'll pour yours. So pretty much, you know, you put out the energy that you want to receive. So again, like, you know, oh shit, my glass is almost low. You look around, nobody knows, no one's noticing. If they, no one notices, that's kind of on them. Actually, um, they're kind of not being good you know party guests and you're supposed to do you're obligated to do the same look at the person again if their glass gets like an easy way for me like if depending on what you're drinking how fast you're drinking if a person's let's say just let's say beer right this is easy um if you know someone's drinking a beer a glass of beer and it gets like a little under half of a glass is a good time to just pour their drink you know um and for you, like, you know, if you if if you're not like a fast drinker or you're not trying to get fucked up, <laughs> I'm always trying to get fucked up, so so like it's never a problem with me, but <laughs> for me, but um, if uh, not trying to get fucked, up, I'm down to get fucked up. Let me say that. Um, <clears throat> so here, let me check this camera. Okay, okay, not camera, my fucking phone. Um, so like I would say. Uh, yeah, you know, if you're not trying to, you know, pour, pour their drink and then, um, when they offer it to you, just say, no, you're okay. You know, it's fine. But, um, you're supposed, the person on your left, person on the right, person in front of you or directly across from you, you you just, it's, it's kind of annoying, but you gotta just monitor what they're drinking. If their glass is empty and they have to pour their own, it's kind of a faux pas on you. You know, you're a foreign person, they might not know that, but again, these are kind of one of the little points, Kool-Aid points that you can get. So like if you um if you do do that throughout the course of a dinner, Japanese people really notice it and they really take a shining to you, you know, and it's like, Look at this person's manners, oh my gosh like, you know. And if some another Japanese person doesn't do it, you'll hear them, Look, this motherfucker's doing this shit and you don't know how to do it like and and that kinda helps you acclimate yourself into a group even a lot faster. So, you know, don't make a big deal out of it. Just like the the coolest thing you can do is if the person's not looking. If you can if you can pour a person's drink when they're not looking and then don't sit and then you just look away and then they just like magically see that beer you know appeared in their glass and then they just look at look at you like oh shit he did it he knows that <laughs> they, they love it they love it mm-hmm. so just 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 try that and keep that in, in mind uh shaking and bowing yeah shaking hands is very common in Japan, there's no reason to bow unless you're is familiar with the custom. I would say so. When the longer you're here, you get kind of used to like a more small kind of like he he head nod kind of <laughs> kind of thing. Um, there's nothing really to worry about so much. I'll just say be yourself. Um, no matter what you do, as long as it's respectful, people will embrace the attention intention 
that you you know give so if you you know if you want to high five people if you want to hug people well, i don't know about hugging but you know um you know what i'm saying like it hey, was up or whatever people will kind of accept you if you do it with like an open spirit and open heart so don't worry too much about that um seating position uh seating position is a bitch the seating position is a bitch i'll just tell you that right now um it's something that is infinitely complicated um if you're looking to work in japan it's something you're going to need to study and need to understand um but if you're just like here the easiest thing to do if you're again a guest the easiest thing to do when all else fails just stop look all confused like that's all I do. I just I just pretend like I'm confused, like oh, oh, oh hesitate, like, oh, 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 you know, and then someone will come along and guide you where you need to go. Like that's a, the number one thing to do is look like a deer in headlights, you know, in a situation, and someone will come along to help you. Like that, that's pretty much the actually the best thing that you can do because it's a lot more difficult for people to if you sit down and then they have to tell you no we need you to move over here and then you know like just just wait until they're ready to seat you where they you need to be seated then that that's that's kind of the thing to do don't just grab a seat don't just be like oh this one's open like don't do that because there's a method to everything that goes along you know who's sitting next to who and, and who's the guest and things like that so so yeah just just trust me Alright, um, six, uh, yukata to breakfast. Yeah, yukatas, again, just some pajamas in hotels. I'm terrible at these. My wife is always like, you're showing your junk. Like, I'm just like, we're got my legs all open. I'm just like, eh, you know. <laughs> She's like, dude, fucking cover up. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, give them a show. <laughs> give the people what they want. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I don't really have much to add about that. Uh, loose yukatas again, like ah, yeah, yeah. Bathroom slippers. I've talked about it. How much I fucking hate them. Just again, you know. I think I've I forgot what. Yeah, I told you. Get on your tippy toes when you're in them. Um, get on your tippy toes and, and make sure you take them off when you're uh, exit the bathroom. Uh, garbage. Just order. I talked about garbage. Uh, I believe in a blog post I did on Instagram and yeah, I talked about it. Yeah, I remember I talked about it at length on the episode uh, way back in the day. Uh, so go back and listen to that. Playing with chopsticks, um, which is simple, simple, pretty much chopsticks, chopsticks and easy rule of thumb that um I, I heard talked about chopsticks is chopsticks should really only be should not be used for anything except for eating right they should only so you know pretty much just putting food in your mouth that's it not cutting not playing with stuff not drumming not like dusting off like the shreds of wood like nothing like that just only for what their intended purpose is if you keep that general rule of thumb your table manners will be nice 11 this is a really important one pointing right um yeah, pointing is considered threatening to someone in Japan. Like pointing your finger at someone is really, really uh, rude and, and kind of off-putting to that person. Really scary, a bit shocking for them, even if you're friends with someone. Like, hey, you, you know, no. Like, um, I was taught this, like, my first day of training in Japan as an English teacher. I remember what the person said. He said, use the lobster hands. Use the lobster hands. Like, you know, and it's really true. Like, don't point it. Again, if you're listening to this in audio fucking watch the youtube damn it 
<laughs> well, I see YouTube. Get my numbers up. Okay. <laughs> but um, don't point at someone like this. You know, point like this. Open hand like you're, I don't know, holding an egg. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like if you're holding, if you want to catch like a, a raw egg or something like that, I don't fucking know what this gesture. I've never used this before I came to Japan, but I use it all the time now. Like, you know, when you're talking to someone, you know, this is how you're going to talk to them. Like over there, over that way, you know, uh, can, you, can you come here, please? You know, things like, uh, is kind of things, how you, how you should do things. Um, speaking of which, this is how you ask someone to come. But this is very disrespectful. Like, you know, you only can do this to people who are at a lower level than you, like little kids or junior people. Older people might do that to you, and you got to just take it. But um, never do that. Like, I, I made a mistake and almost did it. To, I did it one time to, um, I was I was like abroad uh, with some Japanese people. Long story, I'm not going to tell it. Um, but, um, but, uh, a person who was older than me and we were drinking and like, I kind of was like, Hey, Hey, you know, for like one second. And I was like, Oh shit. And I just like took it back, you know, and I was like, Hey, can, can you come over here and like the right way? Um, so just be careful with that pointing and, and telling someone to come towards you. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of what, <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, speaking of okay, we're gonna get a little dirty now. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, that same guy I talked to you about who who scolded me in that restaurant, he he told me like a joke that <laughs> a dirty joke I'll tell you, which um I didn't know up until that point um because I was you know still studying Japanese and I didn't get into dirty Japanese yet, but basically. Um, he was like, why is it that foreign people are coming, but Japanese people are going? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So <laughs> I just remember that like forever. That's how I, I learned. Like, so basically in uh, English, you know, to orgasm, you say you're coming. Right. But in Japanese, iku or ikimasu means I'm going actually, you know, so it's a complete reverse, you know, of it. I don't know, maybe just stuff is, I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm not going to get all technical why, but, but just in general, like, um, that is kind of a language word vocabulary difference. Um, if you, you know, are, whether you're a guy or a gal, if you just, you know, just a little vocabulary for you to know, for you to say, if you to listen out for, um, you know, that, um, yeah, foreign people come, Japanese people go, <laughs> okay, <laughs> hey, I don't know, um, <laughs> all right, anyway, um, uh, bathing dirty, yeah, I've talked about hot springs, again, hot spring towels, talked about that, 14, cleaning a towel with the Oshibori, cleaning your face with the Oshibori, is a moist towelette is a oshibori um yeah you're supposed to clean it's, it's mildly rude to clean your face with them uh and then using them throughout the meal i would say so too i 
I got in the habit of doing that because I saw Japanese people do it, but it's actually a bad habit. I used to actually clean my head with it, like at some point in time, and people used to always laugh, so I thought it was okay. But sometimes Japanese people laugh at you doing something which is rude, but they're laughing because it's so unexpected. And I think that was one thing, and I had to learn, like, don't fucking do that, you know, especially in summer when it's really, I mean, it's really nice to have a cool, cold, moist towelette when it's really fucking hot outside, but you just don't do that don't wipe your face with it you know um yeah it's it's you might want to and it feels really good if you do but you're not supposed to it's just for your hands that's all you know and um especially if you for me uh, again i'm a fan of um like the pick if you go to the article that talked about um, the way it's wrapped up it doesn't need to be rolled up that kind of way i kind of like um i wish i had something to demonstrate i kind of fold my do i have anything i can show you guys um this all the way over there like um i i kind of fold my moist towelette but as long as it for me if it looks kind of similar to um the picture basically like a hot dog you know um then you're fine i'll say but just keep it neat it looks a lot better than if you just like have a little pile of towel like thrown everywhere like if you keep it like organized neat kind of in some way the way it came to you it looks it makes a really good impression on you for me i i pay attention to how what someone does with their towelette and um it lets you know their level of sophistication especially if you go to a nice place like you know if for you to kind of keep your towelette organized it lets people know um your level of neatness uh honking ah honking i'm gonna skip direct speech this isn't the one i wanted to talk to you about especially if you're studying japanese um and probably this will be the last one i'll, I'll say um generally i didn't know this uh yeah it's a really important thing um anata right which is you right um you're not gonna really use that word in japanese at all right um I didn't know it until a while, but you know, if 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 you directly translate, you know, anata no namai wa nandeska, for example, like what is your name, you know, is is a little bit unnatural, right? It's too direct, you know, to say directly to the person, like what it's like, what's your fucking name, kind of thing, you know, um, onamai wa, nandeska, you know, a lot of times people just cut the uh, the um the anata out of it and it's implied um just because it's a more indirect way of speaking so if you're studying japanese like it took me it took me a while to get it and I've some some people who were talking i remember one time i forgot i was doing something online and someone from another asian country who was studying japanese maybe chinese or something was either chatting with me or talking with me or something like that and she kept using anata, anata, anata. And I was like, yeah, this just feels really unnatural. And I talked to my, that's what it was. And after that, I talked to my Japanese teacher about it. And he explained to me, yeah, we don't really use it. It's just too direct. So um, I didn't know that immediately, you know, and you will rarely hear it. Uh, again, if you watch shows like Chibi Maluko-chan, for example, if you're studying Japanese, you'll pick up on that as well. You rarely, rarely hear people use that, except when they're kind of upset or something like that, you know. So, okay, all right. So let let me let me end things right there. This should be a pretty yeah. This is almost a 45 minute episode. Uh, I wanted to go 30 minutes, but you know, um, my voice kind of 
held out better than I thought it would be. So, all right, y'all. So hopefully you enjoyed this one, uh, and I will holler at you next time. <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace.